Hey, it's Tyler. The scientist, not the monkey who records the podcasts. What a crazy last two years we've had, huh? We spent a lot of time in the last two years uh, thinking about what we could do with this podcast. And one thing we want to introduce in this new iteration, in this new chapter with uh, the monkeys is we want to get some more experts on and see what we can learn from them. Could be some life advice. Could just be some cool facts. But we got to start somewhere. And so this episode is the first at us trying to figure out this format. We have some other experts lined up for us, but for this first one, our first podcast back after our two years hiatus is, it's all about me. That does sound pretty self-centered. But what I do, I think is pretty cool. And I hope it'll get your appetite going for what we have in store for the future of this podcast. Without further ado, here is The Return of the Infinite Monkeys Podcast. This podcast you're about to listen to is a controlled experiment using trained intellectual monkeys. Remember that these are the opinions of real monkeys and may not reflect the opinions of the highly trained human scientists in charge. And most importantly, no monkeys were harmed in the making of this podcast. So I, I, I was like, like singing for like seven minutes or so, sort of about, about waiting for you. And I don't know if, if you'd like, I can like keep this recording. So, oh yeah, that'd, like, that would be great. Maybe that Please. would be valuable material for the editing. <laughs> Just... <laughs> It'll, depending on what you were thinking, it might be the new intro song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Lots of whistling. There's an awful lack of monkeys in my life. I, I need more monkeys. Yeah, it's it's really unfortunate that, they, I mean, I like infinity, you know? I'm a mathematician, I like infinity. But I feel like we really created a need for infinite monkeys you know, a couple of years ago. And it's really hard void to fill, you know? The worst part is that we're doing a very poor job at it because um, we 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 lost uh, the other monkey in the the other dimension again. Ah, oh, jeez. Yeah. We might have to make another R.I.P. podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Multi-dimensional R.I.P. Yeah, I mean, our, I think our last podcast was like right when COVID started, or like right before it. Yeah, because because we 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 made the um the amazing decision that um you can't do virtual podcasts in the middle of a pandemic. It's just not safe. Yeah, that's, so we yeah, stopped. But we were we made the responsible decision. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So hi Tyler. Hi hi. It's, How's it going? It's nice to see you. I wanted to ask you about 
what you do? Uh, well, I am a researcher, scientist, um, mad scientist is usually what I call myself at the University of uh, Saskatchewan, um, where I study the effects of uh, medications that are given to pregnant women, and I tr and I look at how those medications can affect uh, fetal development. Cool. That, that, that's really interesting. So, so you're um, scientist who um, does research in like medical biology, and specifically, you're looking at um, like treatments. Did you say like not or, or so, like... so not yeah so not not necessarily the treatments like that that could. I could collaborate with someone to do treatments, but oh, okay. but what I but but what I do is I I'm trying to fill a niche that you currently can't fill. Um, I guess is the way I would phrase that. Hmm. Um, so I look I look at things from more of a a drug safety perspective or a toxin safety perspective. Okay. And what I mean by that is as you, if you're a little growing, uh, a little growing fetus in the, in the womb, I think that's, um, neuro or, or anatomy and anatomy. I don't, I'm, we've all been there. I really, I shouldn't try using large words. We all know <laughs> that I cannot do this. Um, but yeah, we've all been in the womb and, uh, when you're in the womb, um, you're, if if your uh, pre if your pregnant host is uh, trying to is interacting with the world, they could take medications. They could be exposed to things, whether it's uh, environmental toxins, viruses. Um, they it's possible they could also be drinking, um, and all those things that they take have the possibility of crossing. Um, what's called the placental barrier and and really the only important important thing of this in, in, entire story is that what the pregnant person or host is exposed to those things can sometimes get to the fetus and okay. what we we don't know a lot about what happens when these things get to the fetus um and that's not because, um, and that's not because we don't try to look. It, it's really because of how ethically difficult that is to do. Ah, uh, right, because you can't like test like unborn babies and babies and you know, like like this is a uh, like you, that that seems like a really messy messy sort of thing to study. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't you know. On, on, uh, this isn't like you know the the 1800s where there aren't like any ethical ethical regulations you, we, we unfortunately can't just um round up a bunch of pregnant women and just uh expose them to whatever we want you know just throw viruses in their face oh just gosh. throw toxins in their face and just see what right. happens to the fetus like yeah. it's it's it it's not something you can really really do um and now some people in the past they've tried using um like like animal models as replacements like a lot of a lot of scientists or a lot of science over the last 20 years has switched to using animal models right um but kind of from my perspective is that you could you could use animal models like you could get say mice or other animals pregnant and you could you know throw things at them there's less less of an ethical issue there right. um but the 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 potential issue with that is that mice uh, for example have 
are are very very different from humans and so what you see in a mouse might not translate or it might not the same thing might not happen in humans Hmm. um so there is there was one there was one recent example where uh, there is this drug being developed. Um, I'm not even going to try saying the name because it basically sounds like Elon Musk's uh, child. Um, but the, the they were making this drug. They gave it to a bunch of mice. They actually gave it to dogs. I think they even gave it to monkeys to try to get as close as they could to what humans are like. I see. And they found that this drug did absolutely nothing in terms of um, it had it. There was no brain damage at all uh they were relatively health healthy and nothing seemed like it would go wrong in humans right and um by the way this was in the last three years this is not like some old example i'm pulling from 1950 um and then and then so when this was drug it had all it all everything going for it to 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 cure something and uh when they did a first in trial in humans. So they did this experiment in humans to see what would happen. Uh, there was uh, toxic effects on the brain. So that this drug started actually causing brain damage. Ooh. And the reason for that was um, just the, there was a receptor or, or that this drug could bind to in human brain tissue that wasn't present in other animal tissues um that caused this drug to essentially accumulate in the brain so because it could kept on accumulating and accumulating and accumulating um it ended up getting to high enough levels that we didn't expect it to that caused brain damage oh that's tragic um and 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 so yeah obviously tragic and they 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 had to pull the plug on that but that's just kind of one example of how using tissues from other animals using other animals to answer these questions it doesn't it doesn't really always help it it we we definitely can get very very important information from it but there needs to be some sort of um human um aspect that is needed to 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 make sure that you know we're not accidentally causing harm to humans right. and for a very very long time we're stuck because we can't test humans as we said like you can't just throw toxins mm-hmm. at a pregnant person's face and see what happens right so there's like the, the as far as i understand the problem is that like animal animal models are, are great but there's all these like unforeseen factors that um are at play in the, in the human body and those factors are what we care about and the the the, the you can't account for them through animal models so, um, is what you're looking into a solution to this problem? So that that is what I'm trying to uh, establish. Um, essentially, is I'm trying to iterate. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say, "Oh, I invented this entire yeah, sure. thing." <laughs> Science um, is a community activity. So, <laughs> and so, so I I iterated off of what other people have done. I've iterated off of uh, just to you know plug some names. I'm iterated off of like what Madeline Lancaster's done, just to give them a a a plug. And I've and I've iterated off what another person named Sergio Pasca did. Um, and really beyond that, there's not mu- there's not much uh, in terms of people who do this. 
But I iterated off what they did and what they do, or I guess what they pioneered um, is being able to grow human brains um, in the lab. So we can, we can essentially take stem cells and uh, bathe them in nutrients at certain times. So, you know, like at 24 hours, we'll give them nutrient A and then it a couple days later, we'll give them nutrient B. And we can manipulate these stem cells to start growing into basically human a human brain. Um, and then, you know, for, for, for those naysayers who are, are kind of might say, it's like, well, how do you know it's a human brain? Well, um, we've, there's been very people way smarter than I am who have looked at these uh, lab-grown brains, and they basically showed that at every that's that I guess I should say one structurally. So if you if you use microscopy or like a microscope and you look at the brain, they look like brain tissue. If you then look at the genes, the genes match human brain tissue. Right, and it's and it's so and it's so remarkable. The match is so remarkable that as you're growing these tissues in the lab mm -hmm. you can actually see every single developmental time point that the hu that the human fetal brain goes through oh fascinating um so you can see so 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 as the human brain grows you see um neurons th their numbers start increasing you can start seeing them connect with each other and form what are called synapses so you start getting so you can start getting electrical signals sent throughout the brain right. the time point that these happen can be mapped one to one to growing low, growing brains in lab. Um, wow. As far as it, it's actually insane. <laughs> as far as as far as I can tell, there, there's only one singular difference, and that is the way they're grown. Um, they don't necessarily look perfectly like a human brain, and that's only because we don't know yet how to control. Um, the the lobe formation in the brain. So I, I don't know if if you know much about brain anatomy, but there's like bit. different lobes and and areas of the yeah. brain. And so you have um, the frontal lobe, the the temporal lobe, the the occipital the occipital lobe, and et cetera, et cetera. And humans, every single time they are grown unless there's something really wrong, they will all have the same number of lobes in the exactly same location. Right. The only difference that I can see from these lab-grown brains from a real brain is that the amount of lobes are kind of random. Interesting. And where they are is kind of random. But from a... From a architectural standpoint the cells are there um the events that happen in the normal brain are there and the genetics too and the gen the genetics are there right so that sounds like a lot of factors that we care about are there that that aren't there in the animal models exactly <laughs> oh, it 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 is uh and and uh kind of the one thing that I, I kind of extended this model to is there 
is there was there was a missing cell type in these models oh, okay. um that that's a major brain cell type um they're called microglia i guess i should plug them in case anyone who's a microglia fan um listens to this and they're like you didn't plug my favorite cell <laughs> <laughs> so, scientists are very passionate about their cells <laughs> um so so the so the 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 brain the, the kind of major cells in the brain are neurons oligodendrocytes astrocytes and microglia up until i guess me doing this literally like two weeks ago um there was no reproducible way to get microglia into these uh lab-grown brains um and basically i have every cell type in the in, in a brain wow um, that's exciting and so and so now we're on to step two which is uh as i kind of said at the top of this was uh now i get to throw medications at them right and uh see if those medications cause um issues with brain development right that is that sounds, sounds like congratulations are in order and like recent recent discoveries like this the scientist has, yeah. has made a made a discovery yeah thank you i will get it published in five years from now when people are, <laughs> actually are fine with my 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 study and the pure the peer my peers uh let me publish it right right so so that's interesting uh, uh, uh what are the um inhibitions there is it like not enough results yet or is it like ethical issues or in terms of getting it published yeah, yeah. Why, why five years that seems like a long time oh yeah so so that's a that's a great question for those who don't uh, know much about uh science um so science is very very slow we'll put it that way and yeah. so usually a singular research project can take someone anywhere between one year if it's like very small and, and and some research projects can take three to five years okay. it's just the nature of nature of the beast and essentially your job as a scientist is when you discover something you have to convince other scientists that you have discovered something and so what you do is you you put together the best package you can and that's through you know writing some words on a page and showing some pretty pictures and you hand and you essentially hand this information to another scientist actually several other scientists who are experts in some related field so you know they might be experts in brain development in this case and they might be experts in um uh, certain cell types of the brain and they might be experts in brain neuroanatomy mm -hmm. and and these experts will look at you know this package you gave them and said is this a brain or is it not a brain is the conclusion this you know tyler is trying to make are we convinced that the conclusion tyler makes is reasonable based on the package he gave us and that process can take very uh, a very very long time especially when you're trying to do something as kind of uh, as paradigm shifting as, as as you know saying that i grew a brain in a lab with every brain cell type like that's kind of a bold claim that's super cool dude like every time you mention it like go brains in labs yeah no <laughs> that's really not cool. even the cool that's not even the cool part like like this i could describe that in a way cooler way um which i which i can do in a moment but the 
the the other kind of issue that you have in science is and i wouldn't say issue but maybe just the way things are is doing science that is just a method is not something that's very easily um uh agreeable or, or it's, it's not it's not necessarily something that another scientist would look at your package and say yes i think that this is a brain what what do you mean by something that's just a method so 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 right now what i can say based based on what i've done is i can say if you follow these exact steps of this recipe you will have a three-dimensional structure that has all the cell types of the brain all the relevant proteins that i've looked at in the brain and they appear at this the the exact same time points that they would in a fetus that's growing right um i i can say all that but what what i'm really doing is i'm just telling you a recipe of how to get what i am and that's what a methods paper is i see right um now and for a lot of scientists that's not a very interesting claim um even though it's cool as heck like i won't even <laughs> i won't even i will not i will not sugarcoat it it's cool as heck. i definitely see why you um, started off this interview with i'm a mad scientist <laughs> it's not even the mad part um oh, i can't wait till you mention the next thing the the so so the reason why it might take a while is while i can say all that um, not a lot of scientists will find that interesting. Right. So they'll ask me to do more stuff. And that more stuff could be, okay, can, if you treat your brains with something, do they respond as you would expect a human brain to respond? And by, by treat, do you, do you mean like maybe like infected or, or something or like, or, yeah. or, or like also give it like a possible drug or something. Yeah. Give it a, give it like, say I can give it maybe a drug that would induce a seizure. Does the brain have a seizure? I see. If I give it a drug that is known to cause brain damage, does it get brain damage? If I, you know, expose it to lithium, um, do I get brain damage? Uh, I see. So, so you want to like, sort of maybe survey um like treatments that have known effects on humans and see if if they are if it, if it has comparable effects on these yeah. uh, lab brains yeah exactly and and that's and that's just you know one piece of information right. so you know i, I th they might ask me to do that and i'll go and do it and i'll give it back to them and say hey look you know these brains that i'm pretty sure are brains because they kind of look like brains and they kind of taste like brains and they kind of smell like brains <laughs> Um, they kind of feel like brains, like, um, they respond like brains. And then they're mm -hmm. like, well, I'm not convinced. You've only shown me that they responded like brains when you gave them one drug. What if you give them another drug? Do they also, also respond like brains or also, yeah, also respond like brains. Right. And so this process of them keep asking me to do something else can sometimes happen up to several back and forths. I see. And yeah, each, that makes sense. And, 
and scientists are super busy, so those back and forth could take six months. These brains, you know, grow f- can like I can grow them for like three hundred days or forty weeks or whatever. Um, so these experiments aren't short either. Every time they ask me to do something, right, so right. just kind of ex- just kind of basing on those timelines, I wouldn't be surprised if it takes me a couple of years to get there. Right, that makes sense. So this is this is exciting. So like you found this. Uh, this model or, or like basic ideas for model and you've developed it to a, like a, a place you know like, like you mentioned it has all the cell types that you want and it seems like now you're in a phase of like okay now i need to get all my evidence together and build the case for this for this idea yeah that's really cool and that <laughs> and that is and that is currently and currently what i'm planning to do the second uh you know the new year hits is this is my sprint for next year is do they can can I make a valid model out of this that you know clinicians and physicians and all these different people who do health research can they use it can I make them a model that they don't have wow that's so cool what what does it feel like to go into work with that like with with, with that you know on your mind like uh, like, oh, I've got a, this big argument that I'm building over the next several years. Like, like there must be some spring in your step or like some focus. I don't know. You, a- you, you ask amazing questions. I absolutely love you. Um, yeah. So maybe I can, maybe I can give you, maybe it'll help if I give you some context sure. yeah, for that. Please. Um, so when I was a PhD student, I was very naive to what science is because I don't think a bachelor's of science or high school or whatever level of education, I really don't think they do justice of what scientists do. And so I kind of jumped into the world of science not knowing anything. And because I didn't know anything, I didn't really know, like someone was like, yeah, you know, come here. We'll teach you to be a scientist and give you a PhD. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, put on my li- pull up on put on my overalls and I grab my lunchbox. I literally actually grabbed a lunchbox. <laughs> um, it was a Doctor Who tin lunchbox. lunchbox. Um, and I went to work and I was excited. I was going to do science. I didn't know what the topic was. They just kind of threw words at me, and I was like, okay. And I learned a lot from that experience, like an, an insane amount. Um, but I always felt like it wasn't for me. I always felt like I could do, I could do more. Um, it was a, it, when I talked about it, you could tell I wasn't super like passionate about it as I would be now. What wasn't for you at, at the time? Like, like science in general, like at the time it felt like science wasn't for you or like your um, PhD work it, specifically. You know what? Maybe a bit of both. Maybe, mm. maybe it wasn't, you know, science wasn't for me maybe maybe there there was definitely a bit of the topic wasn't for me i at that time i really didn't know what was wrong but it was basically what i did is i was two three 12 months into it and i'm like well i'm already halfway done why would i stop like i may as well just finish Mm, um right you know i've already spent the time spent the money do i want to like do i want to just throw it all away and so these 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 doubts were creeping into my head and 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 even and and the worst part was like you know everyone's like oh you're a scientist that's super super cool 
Um, tell tell me what you do. I I in the entire four or five years that I did that project, I could not muster the 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 words to get myself excited. And because I couldn't get excited about it, it was very hard to get other people excited about it. And their and their eyes kind of glazed over. And that kind of made like, you know, this this mental cycle loop of like, well, you're not interested. I'm not interested. So now because you're not interested, I'm even less interested. And it was like a very destructive, this very destructive loop. Right. Wow. Yeah. And so I came from that where mm -hmm. where I I was I had all these doubts. And I got given this this absolutely insane opportunity at the start of a pandemic where 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 I saw this job posting and this job posting was very, very um, let's say non-specific. Mm -hmm. It was very abstract. Right. Like I read it and I was like, I don't even know what the I don't even know what I'm what this what I'd be doing at this job. Right. Like I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. And and what I what I and so I just applied. And I was like, okay. And what I found from this is the the people who 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 wanted to hire me didn't just just wanted to hire me. They didn't really have a plan for what I would do. And so they're like, just pitch us an idea and we'll see if we like it. And I, you know, I pitched them my idea and, and they said, wow, we really like that idea. That's great. <laughs> and the insane thing is they, they didn't even, they didn't even ask me, can you even do this? They just said, I like that idea, you know, move, move, move 2000 kilometers <laughs> and, uh, we'll pay you on, we'll pay you on Monday, starting Monday. And I'm just like, I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> I've never done this before. Oh, and and then, oh God, oh God, what have I got myself into? Um, and, uh, and then just, you know, I, I, I was just like, I can't even explain really, really what happened to my mindset, but it was like, yeah. I could explain to people, like, because, because I was passionate about why this needed to be done. Because again, there's, you can't test this literally at all. It's just no way for a human being to do this um, unless you're doing something illegal. So, so I was like, this needs to be done. And, and, and that kind of passion got like other people excited. And I was talking to like physicians and yeah. um, stuff. And they're like, oh my God, this is really cool. I'm like, yeah, I know it's really cool. Right. And then. And then this just all just kind of cum uh, uh, accumulated in, in me just, I, like, it's Christmas. Christmas is in, what, a week? <laughs> I don't want to have Christmas. I'll be honest with you. I want to go to work. <laughs> wow. I have, I have, like, 900 brains growing at work. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't get... I don't want to see family. I got 900 braids. <laughs> what a transformation. That's, that's incredible. Um, so, so it's amazing. And, and like, you know, it's, it's, I really look forward to being able to tell other scientists about this because honestly, I've only really got to tell, um, colleagues, people who know me, um, and they can be like, you know, friends, friends of friends, acquaintances, people I'm in the room. I just happen to be in the room with. Mm -hmm. And they're always like, oh my God, that's super, it's super cool. <laughs> but like, it hasn't been put under like large, a, a large set of eyeballs. And so 
I what what will make me like like and so what I'm, I guess where I'm going is I'm already super so stoked to go to work all the time. Yeah. And what I what I hope is going to happen for me and this will just you know like impassion me just to do this until I die um is what I hope is when I finally tell people what I'm doing and and I tell a lot of people I want my inbox to be flooded like it's just I'm getting spammed all the time I want everyone to be like can we can, can we please send you this thing so you can test this thing for us like that's that's what I want and if I get that I'll, I'll be happy yeah. I'll have made it right right I want I want my inbox full. I want to be that person <laughs> with nine thousand unread emails. <laughs> so, what is it about uh, having a full inbox that that like is is like so so exciting to you? Just just like like is it like vindication? Is it like some sort of like security? Like oh, I've I found a niche as a scientist, and like this, this I can do this, or like. It might it might be a bit of vindication, um, mainly because um, so one thing you have to do with science is is anytime you conduct science, you have to raise your own money. It's not like someone hands you money and says, yeah. "Hey, go do whatever you want." Uh, basically, what I have to do is I have to go to the government, you know, with my little package saying, "Hello, yes, I am little Tyler Wenzel, and I would like, and here is my idea. Yeah. Please give me money, government, using the taxpayer dollars." I think my idea is great and it's going to revolutionize the world and every and human health is going to get better. And basically every time I've done that for the last year, um, and I've done that about four times, everyone always responds with resounding, hell no, we're not giving you any money, you crazy mad scientist who lives in the middle of Canada where it's currently negative 40 degrees Celsius. You're, who do you think you are? Right. And so, and so it's a bit, it's a bit, you know, it would be nice to get that just to kind of be like, ha, I told you I could do it. Um, Heck yeah. <laughs> it, it, um, it, 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 it might be, um, a little bit to do with, yes, I would have found a niche. I would have found a niche that other people are interested in. So I could, you know, build a community. Cause one thing, one thing that's weird about like science and even, even you might get this in mathematics really um, is that people are really into what they do. And if you get really into what you do, like, for example, you get, you, you do combinatorics, right? Mm -hmm. If, if, and, and, and I do, and I grow brains, <laughs> <laughs> like if you get really into what you do, um, there's not other, there, there, there might not be that big of a community for you. Um, because how many people in the world are interested in combinatorics? I don't know. You can you can answer that question for me. Um, how many people are interested in growing brains? Um, uh, I think a lot, but like until people start talking to me, uh, I feel like a lot of people are interested in growing brains, but a lot of those people aren't scientists. No, 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 Teo, Teo, it's not just growing brains; it's growing brains. Oh, right, right, okay. You have, you have to be really excited about it. Um, and so. Like I, I is it's I want that validation of people actually be interested in it, cool. interested yeah. in it, um, right? I see. But then yeah. just, but then also, you know, I'm a human being. Just to be honest, yeah, it would just feel good, totally. <laughs> like just to like flex upon yourself, like it's like <laughs> self 
validation that your existence is worth something because you yeah. know you have attention i kind of feel like a celebrity like i'm not gonna deny that that's partially why especially if it's something that you're working really hard at and like even like throwing your real brain against uh it for for years like you like you've spent like a long time to get where you are Ye yeah well like four four years four years of training um, some crazy bosses who just handed me a blank check and just said, do it, um, which is unheard of. Thank you. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, last one year and a half, and I won't even like begin to bore everyone with the amount of absolutely stupid troubleshooting I had to do to get this working. Right. Um, yeah. basically very, very long story short is i just saying that i took some like if someone comes up to me and says oh you know science is iterative and so you just took what these other people did and you just added one thing to it if someone honestly said that to me at this point i would kind of like stare at them and just be like <laughs> you have no idea what i've done um and that's and that's just a very quick way of me saying what I had to basically reinvent the wheel to get this to work. Yeah. And people who've said, you know, this is how you do it. It, oh, there, and, 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 you know, if, if, if this is how you do it, and, and if, you know, part A goes wrong, you have to do B. And if part B goes, like, like there's like these troubleshooting guidelines, right? Where mm -hmm. it's like, if step one goes wrong, um, maybe next time consider doing these three things. Now, step two goes wrong. Consider doing these things. Um, I've basically found out that those troubleshooting steps are very, very misguided and misled. Hmm. Um, so I basically had to reinvent the troubleshooting list. Um, <laughs> and that took me a year and a half. Right, right. <laughs> So, so you mentioned earlier, um, like during your PhD, that uh, you you, were, you had a difficult time, like feeling inspired uh, about about your work and sort of getting people excited about it, and um, and then and then you mentioned, you know, when you were like talking to your new bosses and you're like, I, I have this idea, and they're like, go for it. Um, you said that you were passionate about this new idea, like, and then like everything seemed to like turn around for you. And I'm wondering, what, what was it that, like, was, was there a point there that, like, turned everything around? Like, like was it the idea? Like, you read a paper and, and you were like, oh, my goodness, this, this idea is amazing. I, I know exactly what to do. Um, or, or was it something else? Like, you, I know the audience won't be able to see this, but I have the biggest grin on my face <laughs> with this question. Because I didn't really, I didn't really think, as you're asked this question, I'm like, oh, my gosh, how do I, how do I answer this? What do I have to do? Um... So, so the first thing I'll say is you, you, it wasn't that like to get this idea, it wasn't that, um, you know, I read a paper and I was like, oh, you know, big light bulb moment. You want to know where, you want to know where this idea came from? Absolutely. I, so I was walking down the beautiful Kelowna, British Columbia for all, for all those people who don't know, uh, Kelowna, British Columbia is like the vacation town of British Columbia <laughs> and, uh, there's beautiful lakes and sandy beaches. It's kind of like, you know, the nice California. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so I was walking down the boulevard 
the wooden boulevard along the water um as as, as one did mm-hmm. um and i actually think this might have been the start of the pandemic i'm not sure and anyway i was basically sitting there telling my partner i need a job <laughs> I have an interview in like an hour and I don't know what this job's about. Like I had the interview for this job. Like I'm not even joking. I had the interview for this job and I had no idea what the job was about. I had no ideas in my head. Like this growing brains from in, in the lab wasn't even on my mind. My job interview was in 20 minutes and I'm walking on the boulevard and I'm just like, you know, telling my partner i'm like i'm 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 scared like they're gonna ask me what do i want to do because that's just like a common question that makes sense yeah um (laughs) and so and so and so i was like okay so so you know i read the profile of like the one of my bosses and they're like into like uh 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 the effects of breast milk on child's health like so um if you're breastfeeding the mother you know whatever they consume can get can get into the breast milk and then as you as you're breastfeeding your baby your baby would basically take in whatever's in your breast milk and that could be some toxin um and they're interested in that and i kind of told that to my my partner and then the the and then i was like and the other guy does something with is, is is a neuroscientist he does brain stuff like and i I don't even like it would be cool if I could figure out how to, you know, put their two passions together. Um but like how do I put breast milk feeding and neuroscience together? <laughs> and not only neuroscience, like I think he he specifically does like antidepressant like psychiatry type stuff. And so I'm like I'm going to be hundred percent honest with you, partner. I got no idea what to do. And they just and 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 they're and they're a pediatrician and or a pediatrician in training i should say and uh, they basically just turned to me and just like literally just spewed the idea at me they're like well like can you do something like cool like grow brains and then you know treat them with uh toxins and see how the brain development changes and i'm like I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> and then I like ran home. And so I'm like, okay, uh, uh, I have like a job interview in 10 minutes. Can we like beeline it? So maybe I can like Google this. And I like just like sat there. I, I sat down, just started like frantically typing on the Google. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, this person said they can grow brains in labs. I'm going to pitch this. And then I just randomly spewed it out in the meeting. And they're like, we really like that idea. And then they hired me. That is legitimately the story. That is amazing. <laughs> And, um, <laughs> and, and like, they hired me on the bloody spot. They're just like, oh my God, can you do that? Like, yeah, no, we'll hire. Yeah. Yeah. Here's money. Like come here Monday. Heck yeah. And I'm just like, oh, okay. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll figure it out later. Okay. Here's sign the job contract. I'm going. Wow. That... And then I pulled it off. <laughs> so it was like, it was like, it was also like one of those things, like, I guess maybe where it's like. I was really into the idea because my bosses like really liked the idea. Right. I was really into the idea because my partner who was a, who was, who is a physician, they gave me the idea. And so my, my, my brain really resonated with that because it was like, Oh, if, if, if a physician thinks that this idea would be good because they don't know any other way to test this right are these consequences of things the fetal the fetus gets exposed to 
oh my, like, if you can't do this, like, this will change the world, essentially. Like, this could essentially, like, it'll be a slow burn. It's not going to change overnight. But this will give the entire world something they don't have. Cool. And it's important because a physician says so. And they basically keep all of us, you know, completely useless humans alive. And, um, and they're a pediatrician. Yeah. And then so so that's kind of why I got really interested or, or like really into it. Cause I was just like, oh, you know, like I'm I'm freaking stoked. Like someone who gets paid way more than me thinks this is a good idea. Like amazing. <laughs> it's a high super great validation. And then, you know, the and then like, you know, you sleep on it for like a night or two, and then you realize you have to be you have to move two thousand kilometers in a couple days. And um and then you realize, hey, you just told someone you can grow brains in a lab <laughs> and you have no idea how to do this <laughs> you better freaking do it or like you just put your entire foot in your mouth like my like I, there's honestly like part of this was my entire like career integrity was based off of this insane idea <laughs> because if i couldn't pull this off they would that would have wasted so much money and they just took it on faith that i could do it which is which i'm super grateful but like yeah no it was like uh yeah if i don't do this you guys are gonna hate me forever and probably no one's ever gonna hire me again because you'll give me a really bad reference so i kind of have to figure this out or i will never have a job again right so which is a good motivation honestly yeah like it sounds like there's a ton of fire under your feet that's really amazing I just had a question. I forgot what it was. <laughs> oh, it's all good. You know what? Well, you think about that. Why don't I? Why don't I? Why don't I? You know, give some juicy details. Sure, go for so, it. So, 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 you know, I, I was gonna, I was gonna start this podcast at the very, very top, um, about what makes me a mad scientist. Sure. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make people wait till the middle. Not the end, the <laughs> middle, because that's the most inconvenient place to really make your uh, your brain sound cool. So you want to know how I grow them? Yeah, tell me. And this is this is one hundred percent factual. And and I recently told this at a party, and the everyone I tell this to just stares at me, and they like literally look at the person next to them. There's no one next to you, but they, every time it's like they look at the person to the right. Look at the person to their left, and they're just like, "I can't tell if he's joking. Like, is that actually what he does?" <laughs> so, I'll, 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 so my work day is to grow these brains. Perfect. Wake up in the morning, have some have some caffeine mm -hmm. beverage. Mm -hmm. Usually, my choice is a latte. Mm -hmm. I then drive to work. My work happens to be at a building right next to the hospital. So you know what I do? I go over to the hospital. You know why I have to go to the hospital? Because I have to go to the pharmacy. Do you know why I have to go to the pharmacy? Because I need to ask whether or not there's a phlebotomist there. A, a what? Do you know what a, fl a phlebotomist? Do you know what a phlebotomist <laughs> no, is? I don't. So a phlebotomist is someone who draws your own blood. Okay. So so so, you know, I I could draw my own blood, but that just sounds like a bad idea. Like maybe I start bleeding out. It's like it's terrible. I need supervision. Yeah, that makes sense. So so I go over to the phlebotomist who's now going to take my blood, mm -hmm. and I say, huh, yes, I would like, I would like. Usually, usually I ask for four vials of my own blood mm -hmm. in a test tube. Please, thank you. And they're like, okay, that's a weird request. Are you allowed to do this? Wait, they're like, can I, can I have your name? Like, you're just a random person coming to the hospital asking for four vials of their own blood. What's your name? I'm like, oh, my name is uh, Tyler Wenzel. And they're like, 
okay. Okay, we'll pull your flyer up. I'm like, yeah, go go for it. Pull my file up. And so the pharmacist in the hospital goes, pulls my file up. And they're like, okay. And they and they get this like very confused look on their face and their and their and their eyebrows are furrowing. And they're like, it says here that if this man ever comes into the hospital and requests his own blood, give it to him. <laughs> he has authorization to request his own blood for free. Okay. Okay. They're they're very confused because they cause it doesn't say why at all. It's just like give this man his own blood. And uh, and 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 so so I walk in there and uh, they're like I I mean the computer says so so they're like I guess. Wait. Sorry. And then and then, this might be a silly detail, but is it the same amount of blood every time? Like, is it always four vials or is it like different numbers of vials? Sometimes it's random. Sometimes it's random. Okay, usually, usually okay. I ask for four, but some, sometimes it's two. Sometimes it's three. Okay. okay. You, but but usually it's four. It's not like they say four vials specifically. They just say give him his blood. Like so, I could really ask, like if I wanted to, I could be like, give me give me a cup of my own blood. Like there's 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 no limit on it as long as it doesn't kill me. Um. So so I go so I I, I go and they, they escort me to the back room and they tell you know so they tell me to sit in the chair and they do all the the stuff where they like put a tourniquet around my arm I think that's the right word for it so my veins start popping out mm-hmm. and they put a needle into my blood and then or into my vein and then the, the blood just starts flowing out of my vein to this little tube mm-hmm. and then they do the little thing to switch the tubes to catch it all and then they say okay uh, I've never done this before do you need me to label the tubes and I'm like no do you, do I just give you the tubes? Like they don't like they don't know. Like we took your blood. Now what do we do with it? They're like I'm just like just put it in a plastic bag. So they're like you want me to put unlabeled tubes of your own blood in a plastic bag, and then you're just gonna walk out of this the hospital. I'm like yeah, that's essentially what's gonna happen. They're like okay. And so then I grab my own blood. I grab the bag, the plastic bag that has four vials usually of my own blood i walk oh usually what i do i'm not gonna lie usually what i do or what i have done is as you walk out of the hospital you go by a starbucks Mm -hmm. so sometimes i stand in the starbucks line with four vials of my own blood in a plastic bag and i order a starbucks so i'll take my flat white with my blood and i'll walk out of the hospital with blood my bag of blood and a flat white Keep in mind, this is also in the, in the middle of a pandemic. So they're just some guy walking out of the <laughs> hospital, which which already has too super tight security for COVID reasons, with a bag of his own blood and a flat white, and he just goes off on the horizon distance, and they don't they don't they don't ever know what happens to this guy again. It's just the fucking weirdo with, who comes in everybody with his own blood. Okay, so I think one of the one of the funny things that I'm getting hung up on here is that as you're getting your blood extracted, yeah, um, you don't provide any context. To the people. <laughs> no. You're just like you just you're just loving the awkwardness, and you, it's just a highlight of your I morning. I like I like I like FBI like <laughs> uh, just like this is top secret government information you can't know. Just straight face it the entire time. One day, oh my god! One day, I should go go in in like a black in like a black suit with just sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And as I walk out, every please forget everything that you've seen happen here. I was never here. <laughs> just walk on out. It's like you're getting your nanites tested every morning, making yeah. sure that they're calibrated correctly. <sighs> And, uh, yeah, so, so that I, I, I take my blood, I take it over to, to my lab, which is in a dark room in a basement. 
with no windows mm-hmm. and um by myself by the That's way because mad. i i i don't i don't have enough money to hire anyone so i just take my own blood to a basement <laughs> by myself in a dark room no windows mm-hmm. and uh you know then i do some sciencey stuff and what i do from that sciencey stuff is i extract um what are called progenitor cells um erythroid progenitor cells specifically which are cells in your blood that can if they wanted to um differentiate into any and by differentiate i mean change into so they can change into any cell that's in your blood so are these uh different from stem cells these are different from stem cells so 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 right now there so, so the, the cells in my blood um can only change into cells in your blood oh sorry progenitor cells right. in your blood can only change to blood cells right okay um white blood cells red blood cells etc and which means like yeah okay you you have progenitor blood cells how do you get those into a brain Mm -hmm. and so i then do some other fancy science stuff which is basically me injecting genomic code uh, uh or, or dna um into these uh blood progenitor cells and what that genetic code does is it actually causes them to reverse age into pure stem cells um and so by definition, you ask me what are stem cells or, or, or are these like stem cells? Yeah. And stem cells are, by definition, the cell that can change into any other cell in the human body, period. Cool. So they're okay. the most adaptable cell. They can do whatever you want if you know how to do it. Um, so yeah, I take my own blood, I rev- reverse age it into a stem cell to then grow a brain out of it. So this then concludes of how crazy this mm-hmm. is. Those 900 brains in my lab are all my brain. <laughs> Dang, dude. That is, that is pretty mad. <laughs> and, this is the, and this is the exact reaction everyone gets yeah. when I explain that to them. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> that is wild stuff (laughs) so okay (laughs) i broke him so yeah yeah, like do i can i can i can i can i use these brains to feed an entire zombie apocalypse to uh, make sure they don't kill us probably yeah you're in a good position because if i'm in a very good position like even in the apocalypse i'm still making money yeah that's right (laughs) huh yeah that would be a unintended positive consequence of your of your work unintended it's fully intended oh, you're planning for the zombie apocalypse <laughs> I, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna make the zombie food and i'm gonna make the zombies that comes later oh you know? i see i see yeah that's like my magnum opus 40 years from now <laughs> <laughs> okay i have a silly question so you mentioned it's not no question silly well okay so you you have your lab in a basement and it's I do. it's a bit dark and there's 900 brains in there your brains <laughs> your brain times 900 <laughs> that don't look like brains correct they have multiple lobes <laughs> um what 
other like I guess I'm, I mean so you've only been at this for like a year and a half. I guess mm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking from the interior decorating perspective here. Um, what other like you know um, things can you incorporate in your lab and in your uh, like like your clothing style or your look or something to really inhabit this mad scientist uh, character. Or, or is oh. this, or is that, is that something that you actually want to develop? Oh no, it is. Okay. Okay. I bought a black lab coat. That's pretty mad. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's a good start. Yeah. Nice. Um, I, everyone always tells me I never seen a black lab coat and I always respond. Yeah. So people can't see the blood stains. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that, that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, <laughs> Part of me thinks that I'll I'll go back to my to my uh, early adult phase where I was wearing eyeliner in like in fishnets and like just completely oh. go all emo out. Yeah. Um, and then maybe dye my hair gray. Mm-hmm. Maybe wear an eye patch too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's about as far as I've gotten. Do you have any ideas? Well, I, I was I was just thinking like basic things like don't oil the hinges in your door in, in your lab so that oh. it creaks every time you know and maybe like have some sort of rickety like shutters in your windows i don't know okay so i'll tell you i'll tell you something i i guess it just you reminded me one of my one of my micro balances so one of my like scales mm-hmm. that weigh stuff right. um it auto adjusts by itself and by what i mean by auto just like it calibrates itself automatically with no one around and it makes the most obnoxious sound doing it. So like you'll just be sitting. So so sometimes I'll just be sitting there at like it's 11 p.m. at night, and you'll start hearing in the back corner. <laughs> and it's just like, what the? What's that? So that's kind of mad science. Yeah, I can just make more things and just make random noises. Yeah. Oh, just like add speakers, just pipe through creepy like yeah. you know like dripping water sounds. <laughs> That's really fun. No, it, it is my goal to just be I, like I like I want to be so bold and um and and I'll take and I'll take suggestions here. So so when you're a full fledged scientist, you can name your own lab. Oh okay. And I want to name it like something like the Mad Laboratory yeah. or like <laughs> something like that. Are you gonna try to make it into an acronym somehow like, to make it look official? But you know, yeah, like I might I need it. So if anyone has any suggestions. I need to make that into an acronym um, just so people don't think that I'm just literally just naming it Mad Laboratory because they kind of need a reason for your lab name. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was considering changing my last name to Mad mm-hmm. and then that could kind of get around it. Yep. But like if someone has an acronym, I'll take it. <laughs> Malformed and Abnormal Development. Oh, I like Laboratory. It. Yeah. <laughs> There, there's a first one. Anyone who has way better vocabulary than I can be some good suggestion. Nice. So, I, I have a, I have another question, but like it might take us in a, in a, in a different direction. How, how are you feeling right now? Do, do you do you want to? Uh, do, do you have to get back to work, or do you want to continue? Do you want to, uh, or do you have anything that you'd like to talk about, or that we haven't talked about yet? Well, I will say that, like, I never want to stop doing science again. That's great. Um, is there anything in particular I would I, I want to talk about? You know, you know, there was. 
but I'm just thinking about this mad, mad laboratory thing. <laughs> My mind is just totally fixated on that now. <laughs> I guess, do, do you have a place where people can reach out with their suggestions? Oh, 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 I see where you're going with this. Um, yeah, so, so <laughs> the best way to get a hold of me is like Instagram uh, or even Twitter. Uh, my handle is just my name, Tyler J. Wenzel. Um, and basically at any, at any singular point, you know, if you, if people want to just, I, I probably annoy a lot of people in science because basically I will just upload whatever coolest thing I'm doing onto my Instagram <laughs> and Twitter at all times and just like not care that, you know, I'm publishing stuff or I'm saying what I'm doing before I actually like publish it, which is kind of not what's normally done. People usually try to keep it hush hush, but I just don't like doing that. So if you want to like see like some real cool cutting edge science, you can go to my Instagram. I have, nice. you know, if you don't believe me that I uh, grow prints in my own blood, you can see the vials <laughs> of my blood on Instagram if you want. It's in my uh, Instagram story highlights. Um, if you and usually, yeah, there I will. I will also occasionally post like uh, uh, Instagram um, stories um, and. Uh, uh, that 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 ask people questions or ask people if they want to like pick my brain about anything, um, but you know, really at the end of the day, uh, I just want everyone to know how cool science is. I want everyone to know how cool. You know what? No, I'm going to take that back. That was rude of me. <laughs> I want everyone to know how cool research is, mm. because I feel like a lot of people, for whatever reason. Maybe it's the environment you're in. Maybe it's the field you chose. Um, maybe it's that. Maybe it's simply that you just ne you know never had the opportunity in life to do it. I kind of wish that like everyone, at like knows how cool it is and and gets to learn and gets to experience things, um, like that, which is kind of why I like engaging. Um, on social media with all these things um you know part of me is i also want to i i want to vlog my day because <laughs> i think that would really drive home how weird my day how weird my life is right now um i'm still trying to figure out how to do that but like I want, I want to do that just as a way because I think people would be interested. Yeah, no, definitely. No, know what it, know what a weird mad scientist actually does for a living. Um, as opposed to non-weird mad scientists. As, as opposed to yeah, <laughs> non-weird mad scientists. Um, and I just want people to be able to learn who 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 don't and be excited about uh, uh, research who don't have that opportunity and and the reason i'm saying research yeah. is because you know math is cool engineering is cool science is cool um 99 of technology people are cool um you know philosophy is cool and i say that being like i don't know anything about philosophy but i've talked to some philosophers and you know every time i walk away not simultaneously not knowing what they just talked to me about for an hour, but also simultaneously having my mind feel like my mind was blown. I'm like, I don't know what I learned, but I learned something and it was dope and cool. And um, so what is it that's cool about research? Like, 
is it yeah like what comes to mind it's, too you know what it's 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 multiple things it's 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 you know if i just throw some buzzwords out there um it's you it's freedom it's intellectually stimulating it you you f if you find that thing that you're passionate about or if you you know you get to be the expert in what you do um it's very i don't know if this is the right word but valid no validating like it gives your life purpose like you, yeah. like you get that purpose and 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 a lot of my life i i felt like i didn't really have purposes like i'm really good at this or i'm really bad at this and mm -hmm. i can spend my time doing this but like i was ne i never really f you know f felt the purpose of it um right and there's also other parts where i'm like you know there, there's a there's a lot of me where it's like you also i think like youtubers the the influencers <laughs> i think like youtubers and like high school to, uh, even university like first year like your first four years of university i think they do a really bad job at saying anything cool it's like oh the the, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell nice. <laughs> um the 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 if you if you drop a bowling ball in a feather they will fall at the same rate yeah because gravity is a constant um uh hypotenuse like like you're like totally. okay yeah. yeah these are these are concepts but like is it like does does do all mathematicians just go a squared plus b squared equals c squared it's the hypotenuse yeah right um do 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 all physicists just like look at something and then make a math equation and then you know plug numbers in and be like hey look my car is moving at 20 kilometers an hour <laughs> um do all do, i was gonna say do all scientists just be like yep the mitochondria is the power of the cell. <laughs> yeah, a, a visual that I have in mind when I think about this sort of thing is like a playground. Like, like if you're a kid, like you know, you're a young kid, you don't totally know how the slide works, you don't know how the swings work, and, you, and so you're just learning. Then at some point, you get to a place where you step on the playground. There are all these like really fun things around. You can climb, you can slide, and then you start like combining the ideas together and you're like oh okay i'm gonna slide on this thing and i'm gonna go really fast and then i'm gonna go to the tire swing and then it's it, it really like research to me really feels like totally analogous to that where like you know the context well enough to like really play and like explore and like optimize and try out new things and it, it, it's a very like present-minded exploration yeah it's, 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 it sounds like something that you're that you're getting at i'll 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 build i'll, I'll build i'll build off this yeah. so so the reason i want everyone to like engage with this and learn right. this and, and 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 know this is one there is like to 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 get to know what a researcher does you know scientist mathematician uh computer technology person engineer um astrophysicist um you there's really no good opportunity for people to figure out what these people are doing and why it's so cool mm. they don't have well, i'll be honest they, they usually just don't have time yeah. to to sit down and you know make it digestible and talk about it and make it cool and it's it really sucks because if someone could distill 
what these people do. I don't know. It get it would get me. I feel like I would be excited. I would I would get inspired. Like I was a kid and I heard, oh my gosh, Neil deGrasse Tyson um looks at black holes and then um um realized that there's a tenth or eleventh or fifteenth dimension. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what Neil deGrasse Tyson does, but <laughs> um like I'd be like, oh yeah, I want I want to I want to figure out there's a sixteenth dimension. Um, yeah. like. To me, that's super cool. Like you don't know, someone hurts. Holy sh! You can, you can, you can grow brains from your own blood. Like I want to do that. I want to <laughs> grow Scooby snacks. Um, and so, and so the re the reason I I I want to do this and I like doing this is because one, just to, to inspire as many people as I can to 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 if they have the means to try and do it, but also to give them the opportunity to be inspired because it, honestly, some people don't have the means. Yeah to do it right, they sure. li life does not life deals them cards that they can't do it so like i don't know you're you, they just don't get to know about this part of the world it's not like you can pay money to travel there if even if you had money you, you just get locked out from learning these cool ideas um because you were born in the wrong place wrong family wrong whatever and i, I it's very sad to yeah, me absolutely. um but just to just to wind it back to your to your analogy I think your analogy to playground is amazing because this is what, because I think I can just, this is what life is to me. And I think this is what life is. Um, unless, you know, you're an entrepreneur, like there's, there's, there's ways around it, but I, but it, but in terms of like, um, technology, computer science, programming, engineering, astrophysics, philosophy, um, biology, chemistry, blah, 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 blah. Like all the, all these research fields, this is what this this is this is how life treats them, and 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 you started you started as a young little child in the womb, maybe grown from you know my blood, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then and then you uh, and then you know eventually you 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 come out of the womb and you figure out um, how to walk and how to talk and then you get put in school, okay. Yeah. So walking and talking and all that stuff, that's like you figuring out how to use your body. You're on the playground at that point. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're, you're figuring out um, what this does and what that does. And you're trying things and mixing, matching things. So really from zero to five, you're a bloody, you're a bloody researcher. You're a scientist, yep. you're a mathematician, you're a whatever. Um, and then grade, and then, and then five years old hits and you get put in school. Yeah. And then, and then, you know what you do when you're in elementary school and middle school and high school? In universe, university, and I'll even argue university up until a PhD because what you're doing in 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 in, in school is you're basically studying the playground. You don't get to go on the playground. You're sitting at the bench yep. on that's that's right in front of the cement crosswalk that's in front <laughs> of the playground, looking over the chain link fence yeah. at the playground, and you're drawing the playground. You're looking at other kids maybe playing on the playground you might be throwing stuff at the playground to see how it sounds um you 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 might be naming things on the playground you don't get to go on the playground yeah. 
you know what you know what happens when when you're when you and and this happens all the way up until you know you've done your first four years of university. What happens after that? Okay, you go you go and do your master's, your PhD. Um, you think you're going to be a scientist or a mathematician? You know you know what you know what that's like. That's like watching someone else sit on the playground. Um, so 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 you're or or not even watching someone else. Maybe you could be watching someone else on their playground, but you know, it's actually more akin to probably you have a friend. And that friend's been on the playground before. So you've been studying uh, this playground for your entire life. And this friend says, Hey, I got the keys to the, to the, the to the gate. So let's get to the playground. You want to, you want to, you want to come play on the playground uh, you've been staring uh, at for 15 years. Yeah. And it, and then, and then he, and then he pulls the keys out of his pocket. He's like, see, I got the keys. I got the keys right here. And he goes and he, and he puts the key in the lock and he, cl and it, turns and it clicks and you know you see the giant like locks fall off and you're and you're so you're so amazed you're like i've been staring at this fence and this gate for 15 years because i want to get on the playground and then you and then you're like oh i'm ready yeah i'm ready to go on the playground yeah. then you and then you walk in and, and then you know he and then and then he's like wait one sec before you go on the playground put on your safety vest and, they, and you know he makes you put on the safety vest okay. and you put on okay. your safety vest yeah. and he's like and he's like okay um now i have to walk you through the safe tutorial and he says, you know, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this because you'll get hurt. And you're like, okay, that makes sense. You're like, you're, 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 you're buying along to it. You're like, okay, that makes sense. And then at some point you realize that all this kid's doing is just saying, okay, it's time. It's, it's 1 PM. Go down the slide. You're like, I don't want to go down the slide. I want to go in the monkey bars. No, it's time to go down the slide. And you go down the slide. Mm -hmm. Then he's like, okay. And then, then you're like, then you get down the slide and you're like, oh, that was fun. You're, and he's like, no, there's no time to have fun. It's 1.10. Now it's time to go on the seesaw. Mm -hmm. And you're like, but I don't want to go on the seesaw. I want to go on the monkey bars. I just said that. No, seesaw time. And then so you're playing on the playground, but you're not playing how you want on the playground. Yeah. You're yeah. being told what to do right. on the playground. When you're a researcher, you get the keys to the playground and you don't got any supervision. <laughs> there's no schedule. Or there's your schedule. There's zero schedule. You go in with your flat white and your vials of blood. <laughs> and you can do whatever you want and it's great. <laughs> but to get the keys to the playground, oh my God, is it hard? Yeah. Oh my God, is it long? There are so many people who don't want to give you the keys to the playground. Yeah. And I just want to give the keys to the playground, Teo. It's what I want to do. It's beautiful. I want everyone to have keys to the playground. <laughs> we need more people playing on the playground. <laughs> I think the world would be a better place, honestly. I agree. Yeah. Oof. That's a heavy analogy at the end that just really worked way too well. That was beautiful. That, like, it's, I'm like reeling from it. You made it, Teo. I just iterated on it. <laughs> you were, I scienced it. You mathematician. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I defined it. <laughs> Thanks, Tyler. That was, that was a really awesome way to, to, to end off the, uh, the show there be found the found the foundational show of our return into the into the dimensions <laughs> yeah thank you um and uh i hope i hope we could do this again and uh you know share the share the love of the playground tale yeah we have to share the playground with as many people as we can oh, i love it that's our new mission we need share the playground share the playground with with infinite inf monkeys podcast share the playground <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> I mean, you mentioned monkey bars before, right? So it fits. It, it fits. fits. We need infinite monkeys playing on the playground. Not not necess not necessarily on the monkey bars. They can play wherever they like. They can play wherever you want. We learned that. We learned that. <laughs> we don't want to gatekeep the playground. Right. We're schedules. <laughs> <laughs> 
We might have a poop problem. That's okay. We can figure that out later. That's true. We can figure that out later. We have infinite monkeys who can figure we have that infinite out. Infinite monkeys. <laughs> they can infinitely poop and pick up the poop at the same time. Perfect. Teo, as we sign off here, you know, I already, I already said mid podcast where they can find me. They can go take the effort and find it. Um, where can where can they where can they find you? Where, where can we learn about your journey in life? Yeah, I mean. Honestly, with, with like grad school, I haven't really been doing much in the public space, but I do have a website that I update reasonably f frequently that has um, uh, my mathematics and my music. And I, I just uh, published a book on, uh, my, on math and music, actually. Uh, and so you can find it there. It's all about um, mathematical perspective on all the harmonies and music so you can find it there so my website is uh com. but other than that that's it <laughs> you're all consumed by your thesis which you will hopefully one day explain to us in a very distilled <laughs> language of why combinatorics <laughs> is the playground ah uh, yes yes i look forward to it <laughs> thank you <laughs> Talk to you later. I was gonna say love you. I don't want no lunch. All I want is potato chips. Potato chips. How my mouth does potato chips. Oh, drip, drip, drip. Crunch, crunch. I don't want no lunch. All I want is potato chips.